Welcome to the How to Buy or Sell a Business Successfully podcast. The concepts discussed in this podcast are for informational purposes only. No attorney-client relationship is intended or formed by this podcast. No legal advice is intended in the substance of this podcast. Feel free to check out our website, www.goformandlaw.com. Enjoy the show and welcome your hosts, Jake Wayman and Sam Foreman. All right, welcome back to the Buy or Sell Successfully podcast. We're in the middle of a series of 12 episodes where we'll talk about how the deal process works. We really want to provide a good overview of of how to build your team, how to budget for your deal, key deal terms, concepts, uh, things that we think will be really useful for you having a successful deal process. Today, we're going to talk about how to build your deal team, focusing on when you should build your deal team who you should have on your deal team, and how you should manage your deal team. Uh, But first, let's do some short introductions. Uh, Jake, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Jake Wayman, and my wife and I are the proud owners of Orange Theory Fitness here in Wichita, and uh, also very active in the community. I've done a lot of work with um, some entrepreneurs in town, and I'm very active in the nonprofit space. Um, In addition to all that, got two beautiful boys, and also uh, serve as an employee benefits consultant for Hub. And what I do in a nutshell is I help companies find the best insurance for their employees. That's great. That's great. Uh, my name is Sam Foreman. I am a business attorney uh, here in Wichita, Kansas, uh, and uh, have been married to my wife, Meg, for almost 10 years. We have two uh, wonderful boys. They're constantly finding creative ways to redecorate our home and hide important electronic devices, uh, which is always uh, an exciting scavenger hunt at our house. Uh, and I'm an avid sports fan and uh, currently pursuing a, a health journey to recover from starting a business right before COVID, um, which is the excuse I'm sticking to for now. Um, today, we really want to talk about, as I mentioned, uh, building your deal team uh, and hitting those three points, um, when you should build your deal team, who you should have on it, uh, and how you should manage your deal team. Um, Jake, why don't you talk a little bit about your process and when you started building your deal team? You know, um, when you you want to build your team early. Um, your deal team needs to be thought of, you know, mm-hmm. when you're, as you're starting to search for that deal or wanting to buy a business, you need to realize who do I need to have on my team? Mm-hmm. You know, cause you can't do it all, nor right. should you try to do it all because you will not get that deal if you decide right. to do it all by yourself. So I think it's, you know, looking at that and actually putting it down on paper on who needs to be on your deal team. So if you are a person who um, doesn't have, you know, the the luxury of having a million dollars to go buy a business, um, you're going to probably need investors. Um, you're going to need some partners. So identifying some possibilities there. You know, I think one, one important piece is the support of your family. You know, mm. if they're not on your deal team, then that is not going to be a great deal to go a part of. And so, you know, I mean, you could go down a list of what you need to look for is from your accountant to your attorney, um, to your banker. I mean, I think my first meeting actually was with Sam, um, mm-hmm. as, um, as my attorney to say, Hey, I'm looking at doing this deal because he really helped guide me through, you know, what, who I need to have on my deal team. What do I need to be doing? What do I need to be thinking about? Because, you know, he's done this a time or two. And, you know, when it comes to the legal side of buying a business, there's a lot of hoops to jump through and making sure that you're, you're going about it the right way. But, you know, I would say start early 
and you know understand what you want in a deal team what type of people do you want there not only just from their knowledge but also who they are as a person no i think that's great and i think the earlier you start building your deal team um the better your deal team is gonna is going to be because you'll have more margin you'll have more space to really take your time to figure out who needs to be on your team Mm -hmm. it's really difficult to build a team um when the game has already started uh and there's there's inevitably there can be some of that going on but if you have it lined up in advance before things really become time sensitive um it'll it'll help you out a great deal um so i think you know going back to our discussion of timing you know, the deal process, that initial phase can take three months or so, you know, early on in that process, you want to be thinking about who should be on your deal team, having some of those initial conversations, Mm -hmm. you know, take a couple of attorneys out for coffee, um, as long as they're all from my firm. Um, no, (laughs) take out a couple of people, just try to, you know, try it on, see, um, who you think is going to have a great relationship, provide great service and a wonderful experience for you on your deal team, who lines up with your values, your vision, um, you know, who's, who's going to be available for your deal. Yeah. Um, all yeah. of those things and, yeah. and do it early. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and kind of back on the, an earlier point of say, you're going to need to find investors. I mean, those essentially are co-owners of your business. Mm-hmm. They're ones yep. that are going to be active in your business. They may be a passive investor, but they're still part of your business. Right. They still have a say in what happens in your business. And so you all need to be on the same page for what is the goal for this organization Absolutely. when you buy it and where yeah. you're going with it. And then kind of in, in, in that, in that vein of, of finances is if you're going to have to go through a banker to, to get investment or to get a financing for your deal. I mean, that's gotta be a very good relationship because, you know, I think Sam mentioned this before is, you know, if a bank's investing or financing the business, they're essentially an investor in the business too, as well. So right. they want that to go well. So there, that needs to be a good relationship too, because you're going to be working with them constantly. If you're going to need additional funding, or you're going to need, you know, a line of credit, or you're going to need lots of different things for the functioning of your business. I mean, those are key pieces. And I mean, Another one is your accountant. I mean, it just goes into back one after another, because Mm -hmm. if you have a good relationship with your accountant, you know, you'll be able to have a conversation if you have a tax question or if something comes up that you have a question on, hey, what do I need to do here when it comes to my taxes? What's the best way to do it? I mean, really, it boils down to on your deal team is relational capital. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah having good relationships with everybody on your deal team, because when you need them the most, you want them to pick up that phone. Yeah, no. And that's a great segue into talking about who you need on your deal team. And you've hit on a couple of of folks already, Um, you know, the banker, you know, the accountant, the lawyer, those are critical pieces on, on a good deal team. I think one of the greatest um, things that people need to understand is that you are on your deal team. I know that that's kind of obvious, but um, it's important to understand that you have a role to play on your deal team and that you have a critical role. And your job is to make sure everybody else understands what their role is, what your objectives are, what game are we playing, what what is success and how is it defined? Mm-hmm. Um, because ultimately it's your story that yeah. we're helping fulfill here. Yeah. I mean, um, and you have to, if you remember, it's like you're the one who who started this process. Right. You know, I mean, and so like you, you want to be, and not necessarily control is a bad way, but you want to be the person who's leading this group. Right. And you want to be seen as that leader amongst the deal team. Right. Right. And, and that'll be, that'll serve you well. Um, if you're on the buy side, especially as you go into, uh, running your business on the other side, um, your family is a critical part of the deal team. Um, this is a thought that's gelled for me over the last, um, you know, the last year or so is that, you know, we don't, we don't live in a vacuum. 
Um, and it's critical that we have that, that support at home for people to be healthy, to be well during the process, which is going to optimize their decision-making um, and preparing them for success on the other side of the deal as well. And so making sure that there's early stage communication with your family about here's what the deal process is going to be like. Here's what I need from you. You know, I need you to take on a little bit more responsibility here or, you know, we need to make these other adjustments at home so that the things that really matter at the end of the day are well positioned for success. Yeah. And don't discount that family aspect. I mean, I mentioned it earlier is family always comes first because, yeah. you know, they sometimes get the scraps when you're doing a deal because yeah. at the very end of it, you spent so much time and energy on this deal that you forget about them yeah. and, you know, need to be, they need to be probably, you know, first and foremost, the people you talk to when you're first starting this process. Yeah, no, absolutely. And setting those expectations, um, whether it's on the buy side or the sell side, often on the sell side, the seller is going to work for the buyer. And so the busyness doesn't stop at closing. And so it's not an immediate gear shift um, back to a high amount of family time unless there's a lot of intentionality there. Um, you mentioned earlier co-owners. I mean, critical part of the deal team. Um, a really good investment banker or broker can be a, a tremendous value add um, to a deal team. Um, whether it's finding a deal, finding a seller, finding a buyer, um, helping you really understand what are market terms for this deal. Um, really good uh, folks in that role can can really add a lot of value to the team. And you need to talk to a couple of them. Make sure that they're a really good fit for what you're doing. Um, yeah, we talked about bankers, accountants, um, you know, make sure that your accountant, there's a lot of family CPAs who do a wonderful job on personal returns, um, who may not be prepared for a deal process, um, and making sure that you ask questions and give people the freedom to really tell you, Hey, thanks for letting me do your personal taxes. I want to continue to do that. You know, let me make an introduction for you on someone who knows a lot about, you know, the specifics of tax on a, you know, on the purchase or sale of a business. Yeah. Because that person can, you know, worth their weight in gold yeah. you know, if things are structured well. Well, and I think that's a, that's a great point because, <laughs> you know, we when we were identifying an accountant, we actually went to one that works a lot of orange theories. Mm. They understand the industry. They understand right. the business. They understand what the franchisor looks like. They understand what, you know, owners need to look at. So that was a good um, move on our part to separate our personal accountant from our business accountant. Yeah. And you, you probably didn't pick them because they were the cheapest. Um, you know, there's... There's an old saying that, it, you know, if you want um, an expensive lawyer, go find a cheap one <laughs> um, uh, or or same for an accountant, um, you know, focusing on as you, you know, using your example, which I think is an excellent one. Somebody who has a lot of experience, um, a lot of understanding of that particular type mm -hmm. of business because they're going to deliver a lot of value for you. Yep. They know how it works. They know what the franchisor wants. They mm -hmm. know how it needs to look. It's not the first time they've seen those things. Um, and that's that I think is a tremendous value add, um, you know, insurance. I mean, you know, you know, <laughs> you know a lot about insurance. Yeah. Um, but making sure that, um, you know, you're prepared to make sure that your, that your entity is properly insured or mm -hmm. if you're on the sell side, um, that you're thinking about what risks are going to survive after closing uh, and that you've got policies in place to take care of those risks and that you've planned to have those conversations far enough in advance 
um, to get advice that you can do something with. Well, and kind of on that is, is the agency you're working with, you know, make sure you have a great relationship with, 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 uh, with that agency, the, with the point of contact there, because, you know, that's one that you'll need to, you know, be in touch with, let him know what's going on, you know, with your buying or your selling and, mm-hmm. you know, making sure that they are, you know, they're savvy in your industry. They know what needs to be done, what needs to be covered, because there are certain limits, like looking at your leases, there's certain things that you need to have covered. In a franchise agreement, there's certain things that need to be covered. I mean, it's knowing that you are, you know, you are in a good place and protected if certain things happen. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. And then don't forget your financial advisor. Um, you know, we don't exist in a vacuum on these deals. Um, if you're on the buy side or if you're on the sell side, there's relevant things happening on these deal processes that you want to make sure is taken into account um, as you prioritize, you know, your own family plan and your your financial plan. Um, so have those conversations early so that if there's something to think about, um, to plan for, you know, they're well prepared to do it in a timely fashion for you. Um, you know, a lot of folks will, will pull some money out of retirement or otherwise to get some additional liquidity to make these deals work and work really well for them. Um, and there can sometimes be some advantageous planning that can happen, you know, in in connection with that kind of an advisor. Um, and then last, and we've saved them for last on purpose because they are the lowest on the list as lawyers. They're just the worst. Um, (laughs) make sure you have a good attorney on your team who knows what they're doing. Um, uh, we always love doing deals when we're dealing with folks that really know what they're doing, who are running a good process on the other side. It creates value um, for the buyer and the seller. It makes for great experiences for our clients and for the folks on the other side of the table. And when, when the other team has really good legal representation, um, it gets really difficult whenever we've got somebody where we know it's this deal is not important to their legal team. Um, we run into that frequently and it's just, you know, it steals money from my clients and it makes me mad. And there you go. <laughs> um, uh, so we've talked about who you need on your deal team. Quick recap. You need to be on your deal team, an active part. You need to lead your team. You know, you need your family body in on the process. They're a part of your team as well. Um, you know, co-owners, uh, investment banker or broker, you know, your, your banker, if you've got a lending component involved, uh, you need a good tax advisor, you know, insurance, uh, advisor, you know, your financial planner, uh, and then, and then a lawyer. And then, you know, think about have a, have an other category on that list as well. Who else do you need on your team? Cause there's always somebody else that you need on your team, whether it's a subject matter expert or otherwise. Um, and lastly, we're going to talk about how should you manage your deal team? Um, Jake, what did you find most effective when you were managing your team, uh, when you were buying the orange theory franchises? You know, I think for us, it was, uh, I set the expectation early that I was going to be, I was going to over communicate, you know, Mm -hmm. I was going to make sure that there was going to be communication through the process and everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as that leader of the deal team, it was, they knew that expectation. Um, and you know, you set it up, um, ahead of time that, Hey, this is going to be a a good fluid relationship between all of us, because if you don't set expectation early, then you're just going to have a lot of issues um, on the back end of it. Um, I think it's, you know, as a leader, you know, you're the one who's picking your deal team. So you need to be the one asking questions, you know, you need the one who's, who's, you know, picking the folks on that team and making sure you know that the right fit for it, you know, asking questions that aren't impacting what happens tomorrow, but what's going to be impacting five years from now, or even a year from now, just knowing that like, Hey, where are we going? And are you going to be the right person on steel team at that point in time too? Yeah, no, that's, that's great. That's great. Well, thank you all for joining us for this episode. As we talked about, how do you build your deal team? Um, we talked about, uh, you know, how to build the team, 
you know, who do you need on your team? And then how do you manage your team? You know, ask lots of questions, set it, set good expectations. Um, I think my number one thought, uh, for this, uh, my number one takeaway is start early on, uh, building your team. You know, you really need to make sure that you've got enough time to make sure you've got the right team in place. Yeah. I think that's my number one thought. How about you, Jake? Mine is, is everybody in your deal time is important. You know, there's not one person that's better than the other. Every one of them serve a purpose. Everyone has a role and every one of them is important in the process, not only during the deal, but after the deal as well. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. I think my top wellness tip for today is um, to really make sure that you um, have set good expectations uh, with your family when you're doing a deal process. Um, if those family relationships, those if things are good at home, uh, things are frequently going a lot better in the deal process. Um, uh, and it shows that it makes a difference um, for everybody. And so, you know, setting good expectations and planning for success on that front is critical. Um, thank you again for joining us. Uh, next time we'll talk about uh, how much work will it take to get your deal done? <laughs> Spoiler alert. A it's a lot of work. <laughs> thank you all and have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining us today. For future episodes, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please check out our website at www.goformanlaw learning.